Welcome to the Maximum Hoops Podcast. I am your host, Michael Maxi, And uh, the NBA season finally concluded with your Los Angeles Lakers as your 2020 NBA champions, 4-2 uh, to two over the Miami Heat. The bubble was a relative success. We, uh, we claimed a champion. We had some very good basketball um, and some surprising outcomes um, when it came to the playoffs. So now comes the, the part of free agency and draft. The draft has now been moved to November 18th. Not sure if they're going to move that again. Free agency is supposed to start about that time, which I don't know how that's going to work because um, leading up to the draft, you're going to want to make trades. I don't know if they're going to open up the trade window here soon. I, I think they're negotiating that right now. And, um, yeah, so we'll have to see how this how this plays out. But one thing I enjoy, I enjoy following depth charts and following rotations and following the way players fit in the teams and how uh, trades affect uh, teams and stuff like that. That's that's one of my favorite things to do. So um, we're going to do that today. Uh, I'm going to try to look at the Atlantic Division and the Central Division um, and, and see what um, – how the rosters look right now for for these rosters of these uh, teams and um, and see where they could go uh, next. Uh, so we're gonna look at the rosters. We're gonna starting laps. We're gonna look at possible uh, needs and possible players leaving and, and, and stuff like that. So, well, without further ado, I'm back. A little bit of the hiatus, watching NBA Finals and stuff. So let's start with the Boston Celtics. So they're starting lineup. I'm a, it's Kemba Walker as your point guard. Jalen Brown, I got as a two. I got Gordon Hayward slated in as a three uh, for the simple fact that he was a three before um, he got hurt, before he left the bubble. Uh, Jason Tatum as the four. Daniel Theis as the five. Very uh, undersized five right there. Um, so that would be the projected starting lineup with the main guys coming off the bench would probably be Marcus Smart. And, um, and then he actually right now he's the only guaranteed uh, guy who um, will be coming off the bench. So a couple of uh, notables: Brad Wanamaker is a free agent. He is a guy who got some minutes. Um, Enos Cantor has a player option for the bench, uh, and um, and um, those are guys that uh, I, I think Enos Cantor is going to be back. I think he's going to probably pick. Up. I, I can't see anyone taking him uh, his player option. Um, but let's get to uh, two main guys. Daniel Theis has a team option. I would imagine they pick him up, pick up his option. I'm not exactly sure what the number is. Um, I can't, it can't be big. Um, therefore, I, I think, you know, that way if you do get a, a capable center, you at least have depth at the, at the big man position. You could, you could run him out as a four or five. Uh, he's got stretch four ability. And he's got bruiser ability to be, uh, you know, five two because he, he proved that. Um, I can Gordon Hayward has a twenty eight million dollar player option. I'm going to go out on a limb and say no one's going to give him twenty eight million dollars a year. So uh, there's a very good chance he just uh, opts into it. However, he may opt in for more years. So uh, you know, I don't know. He might add for for some guaranteed security. So. I can see him opting. I can see him maybe opting out, uh, possibly getting like a four-year, eighty million, so twenty-eight a year. I mean, he, he'd get eighty million as opposed to a guaranteed twenty-eight. So I mean, that's a, that's an option that the Celtics could go. 
um, or that, um, you know, that uh, the Celtics should go should he opt out. I think he opts in. I don't think anyone's paying him $28 million a year. I think he might bet on himself, hope that he can, you know, uh, you know, get in, or I, or I could see maybe a year, uh, you know, opting in and then possibly trying to resign for a, uh, you know, another year before a big free agency. Because with, with with the salary cap, most likely staying at 119 million, which is what the salary cap was last year, or give or take a few hundred thousand, but you're you're looking at uh, there's going to be decisions being made uh, because of that financial uh, hit that the NBA took with the China with the bubble. They, they believe it or not, they lost some money because of their uh, social stances, stuff like that. So I could see him opting in, and um, in that. So but, uh, some needs that that they have, um, they really need a backup point guard. Uh, Kemba Walker, I mean Marcus Smart has filled in some backup point guard minutes. Not really a point guard. Um, I guess he can do it in small term, but they they play him off the ball a lot. They usually put him on the best uh, guard defensively because uh, Kemba Walker is kind of a liability defensively. So that's a that's a that's a position I think they really need. That way you don't have to put the ball in Marcus Smart's hands on the second unit. Uh, he's become at least an adequate three point shooter. Uh, his scoring has gotten better, so you can at least use that as uh, off the bench, you know, at the two guard position. So that that's that's definitely a possibility, but. Um, I, I can't, I can't see them not at least trying to address a backyard, uh, backup point guard position. Now we're gonna have to see what happens with Enos Cantor and his player option if he decides to uh, opt out. But Robert Williams got some run in the playoffs. I, I think he could be a serviceable backup. And then I really do think that the Celtics are gonna try to make a move. I don't know uh, what kind of, um, I don't know what kind of. Uh, offers they're going to put out there. I would not, in the slightest, should uh, Hayward opt in if Hayward ends up in the trade block. I mean, Hayward's a nice player, but he's not what they thought. He's not the guy. I mean, Jason Tatum is the stud of that team. Jalen Brown is a close second. And Kevin Walker is just the, he's just the, the driver of the vehicle. So I I would not be surprised uh, if, if Gordon Hayward, and then that way they can move Marcus Smart back into the starting lineup yada 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 I think they could go for a big man Daniel Tice was nice but I mean I would not be surprised if they tried to bring in a big man uh, someone that uh, you know is, is an upgrade over Tice and, and would fit in well doesn't need the ball in his hands a lot to block shots play defense uh, uh, something like that so the Boston Celtics are on the uptick I really like the roster I really thought that they could have, if they could have got by Miami, they might have been able to give the the Lakers a better um, finals than the Heat did. Although the Heat did pretty good. They took them a six game. So, um, yeah, so that's, a, that's the Celtics. They're a team on the rise. They should have no problem winning the Atlantic division next year. Uh, they're, they're going to need to upgrade probably the center position, especially if they're going to battle the Lakers and stuff like that. Because uh, whether I'm assuming they're going to keep AD at the four, so if you're battling the Lakers, you're going to need a big man because they're going to probably have a big man. So that is the Boston Celtics. So now we move on to the Brooklyn Nets. Sorry, man, I had to take a 
when I do these shows, I do. I like to have a bang energy drink. Um, doing a little froze rosé today. It, it it helps me get through it. I, I babble a lot. Um, uh, I have a lot of basketball knowledge in here. I I am a geek for uh, for rosters and stuff. So our second team in in the Atlantic Division, the Brooklyn Nets. So the Brooklyn Nets are in a little bit more. Um, they're definitely going to. They're definitely going to have no money freed up. So basically, the roster is what the roster is unless they make a trade. So Kyrie Irving will, will be your starting point guard this year. Karis LeVert, my guess, is going to be the starting two guard like he has been. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Kevin Durant will be back from his Achilles injury starting at the three. I'm assuming they're going to have Taurine Prince as a four and Jared Allen as the five. So the main guys off the bench, you have Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Joe Harris, free agent Joe Harris, uh, going to get a lot of looks. Going to get a lot of looks. So I, I really think, uh, if you look at the roster, I think Timothy Luwawo Cabarro, who uh, has a team option, will pro- he played really good in the bubble. So I really think they'll pick up his team option. I think it's low in the two millions or something like that. Tyler Johnson has been garbage. He's been garbage ever since he played big and got that big contract. He he is the garbage. He played adequately in the bubble. Um, I, I would I would assume that he's gone. He's a free agent. Uh, Joe Harris. Joe Harris is really a two guard. Played a lot of three in last year for um, for Brooklyn when they basically ran a three guard lineup. Well, uh, that will have his birds rights. They are going to be able to uh, pay him more. The problem with that is is. Signing Joe Harris, I think, is going to put them in the luxury tax, and I'm not sure they're willing to do that for Joe Harris. So I could really uh, see Joe Harris uh, getting bigger money elsewhere and possibly leaving. Um, so if Brooklyn if Brooklyn does keep him, I mean, he's really going to be in, in Brooklyn. I think, okay, so Kyrie Irving is obviously a star. Kevin Durant is a mega superstar, probably, in my opinion, second-best basketball player in uh, in the league behind LeBron James. Karis LeVert is on the uptick. He is, uh, he, is, he is on the rise. This is a guy who proved that he could carry a team, and he did pretty much uh, in the playoffs and uh, during the bubble. So now you're making him a third option? Uh, dude. They're going to be so dangerous. And, and, you know, a lot of people have been talking about the Nets winning this, Nets winning this, and I've been kind of shrugging it off because Kyrie's kind of a, a team killer. But um, as I've studied this roster, man, whoo, yeah, they're going to have, they're, they need some wing depth. Uh, they, they probably need a backup point guard. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie's there. Yeah, he's a, he, I mean, he's a nice player, but I could see him, I could see him being dealt um, for them to try to upgrade. Um, but they definitely need winged up. They need guard help. Um, they're they're pretty pretty good at the center position. They got DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen, and Nicholas Claxton. They have no problem there. Uh, Wilson Chandler is also a free agent. I really do think uh, they could they could use some uh, uh, some uh, depth at the four. I mean, but you could also use a wing at the four. They a lot of teams play wings at, at fours, especially at the second unit. So you could do, you could see that, but Brooklyn's not the roster they have now, possibly minus Joe Harris, 
is what the roster you're going to see next year, unless they are able to make a trade and um, and uh, improve that way. But uh, the Brooklyn Nets and Boston Celtics are going to be battling for the Atlantic Division. Uh, it's going to be it's going it's going to be a it's going to be fun to watch them. That that is for sure. That is for sure. But um, yeah, Brooklyn Nets. So I have them. I have them uh, needing wing depth and a backup point guard. So, all right, let's go to the New York Knicks. Yes, okay. So the New York Knicks, the New York Knicks have a ton of money, and when I mean a ton of money, a shit ton of money. So they're gonna have thirty some million dollars to use. Um, right now, I got their starting lineup slated as Alfred Payton, R.J. Barrett, Mo Harkless, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson. Um, Mitchell Robinson is a guy who the Knicks love, but every coach that comes in buries him on the bench. So, I mean, Tom Thibodeau is, um, is the new coach. So we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to see how that, we'll have to see how it rolls. RJ Barrett, who I had a lot of high hopes for, I thought he had a pretty good rookie season, but he shot like shit. I mean, he shot awful. His, uh, shooting percentage was, was, was so bad that, that, um, he can't do anything but get better. Uh, Julius Randle is in all. I love Julius Randle. He is a good post power forward. The problem with him is 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 he doesn't help space your team because he's he's basically a 15 in guy, uh, 15 feet in in guy. Uh, that's that's problem number one. Problem number two is he's a black hole. So once the ball goes into him, the ball stops. It does not move. It does not get pushed back out. He does not find cutters. Stuff like that. I, I have no doubt in my mind. If the ball goes down, and you give him your his left hand, he's scoring on you. There's no doubt in my mind. So, but um, uh, Mo Harkless, however, is a free agent. So, the, the Knicks need help everywhere. The Knicks need a point guard. Alfred Payton, Dennis Smith Jr. Neither one of them are are are, are doing it. The, the, everywhere Dennis Smith Jr. goes, he's got all kinds of hype, but. Um, he he can't just he can't it's it's nothing's clicking. He's not a good outside shooter. He's explosive, goes to the hoop, not really a good ball distributor. Everything a point guard is, he probably isn't. Except he's very explosive. He kind of reminds me of a poor man's Russell Rus Russell Russell Westbrook, just maybe not as quick. So um, I personally think he should be starting over Alfred Payton, but I know how the. I know how the Knicks think, and that is not happening. So uh, the point guard is a, is, a, is, a, is a very big question right now. They need to upgrade there. There's a lot of rumors they want to try to trade up to get LaMelo Ball. Uh, LaMelo Ball, obviously very, very infamous father of the Ball family. Big, tall, 6'7 point guard. He would solve a lot of problems. However, they picked number eight. Uh, there's gonna be, there, this is a very heavy point guard draft. I can see Tyrese Halliburton or from Iowa State or Killian Hayes from France being options at number eight. Um, but there's rumors floating around that Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook are in their sights. So the problem is, is I don't know what they have to trade other than maybe Julius Randle. You know, um, Mitchell Robinson. I, I he's a good defensive. He's a good defensive center. He uh, he he's, he's a shot blocker. He's able to, um, you know create havoc, altering shots and stuff. Um, you know, uh, as far as the next depth, um, 
there's a young player who is not getting much love for New York, Kevin Knox. And, and I really like Kevin Knox. And I'm just disappointed that, that he's not been given his just due. Um, Kevin Knox was a, a great freshman. He had a great freshman year with Kentucky. He's a guy that that um, is able to score. He's got a mid-range game. He's got three-point range. I So, like, I'll use an example. And I'm not comparing these two players, but, like, like Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady struggled as a rookie. But then Tracy McGrady got into a different situation, and, and, and he was able to excel. And, and, and all you need is just you need that one guy to – I think a change of scenery for Kevin Knox would be good. So I, I would not be surprised if you see Julius Randle and Kevin Knox um, packaged in some kind of deal. Maybe possibly um, uh, Alfred Payton, Dennis Smith Jr. also. To get him a point guard, I, Chris Paul's name is is very, very um, uh, big in the rumors right now. Uh, obviously, the Knicks want to win now. Leon Rose. You know, Tom Thibodeau, they want to make a splash this year. Uh, would not be surprised if they if they trade their eighth pick, too, in, in, in one of these deals. That's why I can't I can't wait to find out what happens with, with when they're going to start opening the trade window because you know teams are itching. Teams are itching to make a trade. Um, you know, I hear Kevin Knox is on the table for the, uh, an Eddie Knicks trade, you know. But um, so I definitely think that, that they need a small forward point guard they need lots of wing depth not a big fan Reggie Bullock you know I mean they got some nice players off the bench but they they need quality wing depth um, and Bobby Porras has a team option he'll probably it'll probably be declined you know Todd Gibson's probably going to slide in as your backup uh, center um, but they got to give Mitchell Robinson you know what and, and, uh, I think the Knicks have been run so poor that now that Leon Rose, Tom Thibodeau are in charge, I think that things are going to start uh, making sense. So I can see Mitchell Robinson possibly getting a lot of uh, a lot of run as your starting um, as your starting center for the Knicks. Knicks are a mess, but the, the the good news is they don't have any long-term contracts and they have a lot of money this year. I I, I imagine any veterans they sign will be on one-year deals trying to preserve cap room to make a run at Giannis if he, or if or when he becomes available next season. So, and mind you, we don't know when this season is going to start. We don't know when the season after is going to start. We don't know if this is going to change. Everything's in flux right now. It's, 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 it's a very weird dynamic in, 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 uh, in how we're looking at, at um, you know, the, the schedule for the NBA so yeah so now I'm going to move on to the team that's got I don't know if they have the most question marks in this uh, uh, division I know how I would solve them let's just put it that way so I guess that I guess they would so let's 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 continue with the Philadelphia 76ers so I'm going to continue with their starting lineup that they ended the season with. They started Shake Milton at point, Josh Richardson off the ball at two, Tobias Harris at three, Ben Simmons now at the four, and Joel Embiid as the five. So 
obviously, uh, when the bubble started, they moved Al Horford to the bench. Um, I really think they need to move Al Horford out of town. Al Horford uh, should never been given a $100 million contract. Uh, probably the worst contract last offseason. Um, he is, they thought, um, they thought that he was going to be a good complement at the four next to um, Joel Embiid. Um, he wasn't. He, he could hit a few. Um, but no, not, not really. Um, so, okay, I don't even know where to start. Philadelphia is so confusing. So they, they made Ben Simmons a point guard. Brett Brown made Ben Simmons a point guard. Okay. I'm going to get to this again. Yeah, he did okay. I'm just not a big believer because if you're a good passer, you are now a point guard. And that's how I, I work at it. The Miami Heat tried to make Dwayne Wade a point guard. He got moved off the ball and became a better passer, in my opinion, off the ball. Can he run an offense? Yes, because he's Dwayne Wade. He's smart. You know? Can Ben Simmons run an offense? Yes, because he's Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is a dynamic player. He's a first-round pick. The problem is he cannot shoot a three. He is not quick enough to, to uh, break down a defense. Um, he would be very well utilized, and now bear with me here, the same way the Sacramento Kings used to use Chris Webber. You can put the ball in the post. He can score. He can pass. He's a triple threat down there. Now on defense, he's guarding your fours. He's not chasing guards all over, although they did kind of they did kind of have him chasing threes and fours, not always guards. I personally, I'm not a big. I, I used to love the pairing of Embiid and Simmons. Now I'm starting to, ah, man, it, it hasn't gotten them anywhere. It really hasn't, and 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 I know I'm usually pretty confident with talking about this stuff, but man, Philadelphia is so whack in their in their in their the roster is not as whack in, in my opinion is Orlando's but anyways uh, we'll get to that when I do their division but the Philadelphia 76ers man they need a point guard they need depth at, 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 at multiple positions you know they for a team that has got championship aspirations they need a lot of help they need a lot of help um, so now I can see them making a trade for Chris Paul. I really can. I'm pretty sure OKC's going to want Ben Simmons, you know, and and that's a deal breaker, you know. I mean, would they get? Would they let Al Horford come back? I don't know if they want that contract, you know. Now, 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 here's the problem. Uh, a perfect guy, I think, could be maybe Rayshon Rondo. We just won a title with um, the Lakers. Now, is he still starting material? And is he going to probably want to still hitch his, you know, wagon to LeBron James? So, I mean, so it's, it's a lot of stuff. Um, do you trade Tobias Harris? Once again, who wants Tobias Harris's contract? Tobias Harris is a nice player. Not for what he's getting paid. So, you know, I think they put themselves in a, in, in a very big pickle by signing Al Horford. It cash-strapped them. It uh, roster-strapped them. Uh, it did a lot of things that um, 
are really going to, you're going to really find out hurt them. So this, <laughs> and now the Nets are better. The Celtics are obviously better than them. Now the Nets are back full strength. They're better than them. Toronto's better. Philadelphia is in some major shit right now. They're in some major shit. This is a team that went through the process and then was almost done with the process, and the process looked like it was working, and they go and sign Al Horford, and they let Jimmy Butler walk. What the fuck? I mean, seriously, that is... Wow. Okay. Philadelphia pisses me off so much. I, I love Joel Embiid. I love him. He is my prototypical. I love him as a center. He's my prototypical center. Uh, you know, he's a post player who can shoot threes. He's a defensive stopper. Very, very disappointed. I don't know what to do with them. Shake Milton's a nice player. He's not a starting point guard. I like him as my backup. I like him as a backup point guard, maybe even a backup wing. He can play multiple positions. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't, even, I didn't even get to other, you know, creep agents. Like, they really, after it, they're going to lose Raul Nato, a point guard. Alex Burks, who's really a two-guard who played some point guard this year. Um, they're going to lose both of them to free agency, most likely. Uh, they they need a point guard bad, and they need to stop making Ben Simmons a point guard. Let him pass. You can let him bring the ball up the court. You can let him initiate offense. Kind of the same way the Lakers use LeBron. I mean, LeBron is basically a small forward playing point guard on offense at times. Um, you know, but he's not always. But he's not always. He's not always the facilitator. Oh, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating talking about the Sixers. It really is. I mean, I probably wasted like six minutes on the Sixers, and that's just like five minutes too much. It is. This is. They're now the fourth best team in this in this division, and that's because the Knicks suck. So I mean, wow. You know, and and now they don't have a coach right now. I mean, it's just. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They got Doc Rivers. My bad. I just messed that up. So Doc Rivers is their coach. Yeah, you know what? That not a big Doc fan. Good coach, not a great coach. I don't think he can take. I think he can take them. Um, uh, yeah, you still need a point guard. They're fucked. I, I really am. I, I'm sorry for the language. This is this is just me. Like I told you when I first started this podcast, it's just gonna be like I am sitting here talking to you in a bar, just shooting shit about about sports. Um, it just happens to be about teams today, and the Sixers are a freaking mess, a freaking mess. And um, you all, you, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you probably are thinking, well, you got Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, they'll be fine. Look at their division. They are now the fourth best team. Unless Toronto gets totally dismantled, which could possibly happen, they are the fourth best team. So, Yeah. All right, I got to get off of them before my anxiety hits a all-time high. So now, speaking of Toronto, let's go to Toronto. The Toronto Raptors. What can you say about the Toronto Raptors? Every time I think they're going to fall flat on their face, they surprise me and are a, a playoff team. I mean, like, Kawhi Leonard led them to a title last year. And Kawhi Leonard is the third or fourth best player in the league. Screw you to all those who think he's better than LeBron and Durant. He's not. He never was and never will be better than either one of them two. I'm just, I'm just, just telling you how it is. But anyways, uh, and then and then Pascal Siakam was up. Was amazing. I mean, he, I, I didn't see that coming. 
Um, however, Boston was able to, uh, you know, extinguish them in in the first round. I don't know. No, second round. Second round, and um, and uh, and and they, they got a lot of questions. They got a lot of questions. So, um, first of all, their starting lineup. They start two point guards: Fred uh, Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry. OG Anunoby is Pascal Siakam, and then they flip flop between Marcus Hall and Serge Ibaka, starting at their center spot. But um, both of those dudes are free agents. So they're going to have to make a decision on center. Uh, do they bring Ibaka back? Ibaka's probably going to want money, uh, want to get paid. Marcus Gasol, there's rumors he's going to Barcelona. There's rumors he's going overseas. There's rumors he's definitely not coming back. And, and if he comes back anywhere, he's going to be a backup. I know that the Raptors started him a lot. Um, I, yeah, I, I, he's going to be coming as, as a backup. He's he's slow. He's he still uses by. He still rebounds. He's just slow. Um, Serge Ibaka. You know who's going to be after Serge Ibaka? The freaking Lakers. So there's going to be competition there. You know who else is going to be after Serge Ibaka? Or who should be after Serge Ibaka? Yeah, the Houston Rockets. They should be after him. You know You know who else should be after Serge Ibaka? The Los Angeles Clippers. Serge Ibaka is going to have a lot of suitors. And he's going to have suitors from play, uh, teams that are better than the Raptors. So... You got to worry about that. Fred Van Vliet. He's technically their starting two guard, but he's also their backup point guard. He, him and Lowry, one of them's on the floor at all times. Uh, Fred Van Vliet came out of nowhere last year during their title run, and he's gonna get his ass paid. Uh, he's gonna get paid, and and I see a scenario where the Knicks pay him. <laughs> you know, I, I really do. The Knicks, the, I could see the Knicks paying him overpaying him to make sure he ends up in New York. Um, yeah, but uh, anyways, Raptors own Spurs rights. Um, there's, a, there's a scenario that sees Fred Van Fleet signing with, long-term with Toronto. Kyle Lowry has one more year left. Kyle Lowry then um, taking a backup role with smaller salary or leaving and going elsewhere. So there is... Um, there's that to think about as well. Uh, so Toronto's going to try to make Fred Van Vliet their starting point guard. Uh, I would not be surprised just to alleviate any kind of tension. Uh, they deal Kyle Lowry. I think losing to Boston was a big eye-opener. And I think uh, they realized Pascal Siakam is a number two, not a number one. You're going to have to see that. Um, I, I would not be surprised if, if you see... Uh, if you see a whole new Raptors team next year. So, um, I mean, to be honest with you, Philadelphia and Toronto are going to be battling for that third spot behind Boston and Brooklyn. That's just, that's just flat out how it is. So, um, uh, that is your Atlantic division. Wow, I ran through that fast. I hope I hope if anyone has questions, they if you know me personally, you can text me. Um, but you can find me at... Um, uh, Maximum Hoops at Twitter, uh, Sports Boys at boyz zero one at yahoo.com. I answer, I answer, um, I answer on every uh, social media platform I can think of. So, so uh, with that said, um, our first half is completed. Uh, I took care of the 
that Lassie Division. We will come back. I will have a, a Bang energy drink, and um, we can go through the center, Central Division, starting with the Bulls. So we'll be right back. All right, I'm back. A little Frosé Rosé, Bang energy drink. Down, uh, giving me enough energy now to work on the Central Division. Um, okay, so the Central Division. We're going to start with the Chicago Bulls. And the Bulls have struggled for a while. There's no secret there. Um, uh, last year, a lot of injuries. They did not make it to the 18 bubble or to the 8. They did not make it inside the bubble. They were one of the 18s that did not. Um, they march out, as of right now, a starting lineup of Tomas Santorovsky, Zach Levine, Otto Porter, Ori Markkinen, and Wendell Carter. Um, they got some notables coming off the bench, like Kobe White, Chandler Hutchinson, Thaddeus Young, and possibly Chris Dunn. So let's start with uh, their cap situation. Like I said, we're talking like it's a $119 million cap. They right now have $106 million uh, for next year. That gives them a little bit of leeway. Um, I don't think they're going to be big for agent players. I I don't think um, yeah, yeah. I, and also Otto Pora has a player option for like $28 million. I do not believe he's going to opt out of that. No one's giving him $28 million. Once again, like Gordon Hayward, he might opt out for the more years and the, and, and the, 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 the longer money. But I think he bets on himself and hopes he can get that four-year $20 million next year. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get it. All right, well, Wendell Carter, Laurie Markkinen, hopefully, hopefully are healthy. Because um, they really need those guys. Laurie Markkinen had a phenomenal rookie season. Showed he could be a real good stretch four. Wendell Carter is a big bruiser, a little undersized at the center's position. But then who is it these days? Um, the position... I have a question mark by the position of point guard. Reason being is they have right now currently on the roster Tomas Sonorowski, last year's free agent pickup uh, as their starter. Uh, nice player, more of a backup if you ask me. Um, I don't know what the deal is with him. Why he became a starter? Uh, maybe because he's their big phrase to pick up. I don't know. Kobe White, their rookie out of North Carolina. Love him. He had some big games. However, he played mostly off the ball as a backup point guard, uh, as a backup uh, two guard. Played a little bit of point, uh, but he was dynamic in his role off the bench. Now, question is, you know, like like Jamal Crawford, is he more dynamic as a bench player? Because Kobe White was dynamic off the bench. You know, some guys just excel better as a bench player. So, I mean, is he possibly a starting point guard? Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn has a qualifying offer. I'm pretty sure the Bulls aren't going to extend him. And they haven't taken away his qualifying offer yet. So there's a good chance he's just going to take his qualifying offer and work on free agency next year. So, I mean... But he played point shooting guard small forward last year. He started multiple games at the three last year because of all their injuries. So the Bulls have a lot 
a lot of holes. So I got I got point guard with a question mark. Even though I really think point guard is a problem, I really think they need to make a decision. Um, I would like to see Sadaransky as a more of a backup point. Maybe Kobe White into the starting lineup, or possibly have a Sadaransky Kobe White uh, backup, and then uh, get a starting point. Um, stuff like that. One name I have not mentioned is probably their best player, Zach Levine. Um, he is... I, they paid him a lot of money. Uh, I'm not exactly sure he's a one. He's probably a two. Nice player. Very good. He's an inconsistent outside three-point shooter. Um, he can score in bunches when, when he's engaged. There's rumors that he's on a trade block. Um, I think he only signed back. I think he only resigned with the Bulls because of the money. I don't think he really wanted to be there. Um, things might change now with Billy Donovan as their new coach. Billy Donovan, you know, has uh, more of a, a college coach vibe to him. Might be better. I, we'll have to see how that. We'll have to see how that dynamic works. Um, but. Anyways, the Bulls, the Bulls need help. They need they need to figure their shit out. They need to get their roster figured out. They need to figure out. They just have a lot of things they need to figure out. And I really hope I really hope they get it together because I live in the Chicago area. I'm not a Bulls fan, but I would like to go to some games and, and, and you know. And it's just like, yeah, eh, there's no excitement there. So. Um, maybe um, Kobe White will bring the excitement. So, um, yeah, so we're going to jump now to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavaliers, um, from my records, have $108 million on the cap for next year. That gives them roughly just over $11 million that they can mess with. Um, my problem with Cleveland is they're starting two point guards. They're starting two undersized point guards. So they got six foot Darius Garland and six foot two Colin Sexton. So like, they're two different style of point guards. Like Darius Garland is a good shooter, better and a, and a good distributor. So he's a better shooter than Sexton and a better distributor than Sexton. But Sexton's a better scorer. Sexton has a better ability to get to the hoop. Sexton has a, a knack for scoring. So. Uh, I think one of them has to go. <laughs> I don't think they're going to. Uh, they got C.D. Osmond as their small forward, Kevin Love, and Andre Drummond as their five. Um, a couple guys, like, there's a couple guys off the bench, or, or one guy off the bench who I think should be a starter is Kevin Porter Jr. I was not a fan of him, and I'm a draft guy. That's what I do. It's stuff I love. Um, I was not a Kevin Porter guy. But I'm going to tell you something. Some guys just the little light bulb goes off, and and I think that's what it was for Kevin Porter. Kevin Porter had a really good rookie year, a really good rookie year. I would love to see them try to move, and I'm thinking they're still trying to move Kevin Love. Eh, we'll see. I mean, I haven't heard much chatter about it, but I, I would imagine they're still going to try to. Um, Andre Drummond has a player option for a lot of money. I cannot imagine him not picking up his player option 
especially when no one's going to give them nearly that much money. So that is definitely your, probably your starting center next year, at least for next year. Uh, they do have the fifth pick. I could see them taking a center to kind of groom. Maybe they could try to trade Drummond. Um, but, yeah, I would like to see Kevin Porter inserted into a starting lineup, preferably at the two, but I could see him at the three as well. Um, Tristan Thompson has been the starting center all the way up until Andre Drummond was acquired. Well, he's not returning. And, he's, and if he does return, it's definitely not for what he's getting paid. Uh, he's probably more like a mid-level guy now, maybe even tick the low mid-level. He is, in my opinion, maybe a perfect fit for the Lakers, especially if the White were to go to Golden State or a team like that or Houston, you know, a team like that. Golden State's rumored to be interested in Dwight. Well, anyways, I think um, he is a perfect fit for the Lakers. So, I, well, regardless, he's gone. Matthew Dellavedova, point guard on their championship team. Yeah, he's probably gone. Dante Axum played a lot off the ball, a lot of two. Um, he could be your backup point guard. Uh, um, I still think they need a backup center if, if Thompson leaves. They definitely need wing depth. They definitely need wing depth, especially at the two. I mean, I would love to see Kevin Porter move into the starting lineup. Um, not sure. Um, anyways, um, yeah, so we got we got that going on and and whatnot. So, but um, I. I I would like to see Cleveland get back into the winning column. You know, I mean, it, it would, it would, it would be nice to see Cleveland start get back to, to where they were and and back as a, as a uh, valuable uh, franchise, um, and a playoff team. So, um, they're really, really, really not off to a great start after uh, post LeBron James era, but. Um, I do like their guards, and if they do decide to trade one of them, they will fetch a lot for them. So, all right. So, now we got the Detroit Pistons. In my opinion, and I'm going to just leave it at that, they have a lot of holes. A lot of holes. They have a lot of money available. They're going to have... Not that everyone's going to rerun into Detroit, but they're going to have a shit ton of money. Shit ton of money. They are only scheduled to have $68 million against the cap next year. I got, uh, before, I, I'm not even going to give you their starting lineup because their starting lineup is going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be messed. So, the only one I can tell you right now is in the starting lineup next year, that is Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin will be your starting power forward next year, unless you trade him. First things first. Second, Luke Kennard should be in your starting lineup at either the two or the three. Whatever. Don't matter. Put him in one of them positions. Either the two or the three. So, um, Derek Rose has been a, nice, been a nice find for them. Needs to go on. He needs to be on the bench. He cannot play the starter minutes. Um, Don Maker has got a qualifying offer. My guess is he plays on the qualifying offer next year, um, and then they go from there. Um, Bruce Brown has a team option. It's a small, it's small, so I would imagine that they um, they pick it up. But he's not a starter. 
Zeppelin as starter. Uh, some of their notables, Langston Galloway, free agent. Brandon Knight, free agent. Tony Snell, player option. He's probably not going to get paid that. He'll probably in the Christian Wood, free agent. John Henson, free agent. Sophie Mikhailuk, team option. It's probably small, so they'll probably pick it up. They got so many holes. I got them needing point guard, shooting guard, center, back up everything. Uh, they need so much help, so much help, and they don't have the they don't have the flexibility or the financial to um, to be able to um, to be able to make a trade either. So unless you include Blake Griffin, um, which I they gotta have they gotta have a piece to try to build around. I'm assuming it's gonna be Blake. You know, I mean they surprised everyone and traded Andre Drummond. And what looks like one of, one of the worst trades I've ever seen, but whatever. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's <laughs> okay, how? So I got on a a tangent about how the Sixers should, you know, how the Sixers roster frustrates me. I'm pretty good at figuring out how teams are going to play players and, 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 and how they're going to fit in the rosters. That's one of my secret talents. I have no freaking clue what the Pistons are going to do. I have none. I mean, could Derrick Rose be the starting point guard next year? Yes. Should he be? No. You know? Well, could 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 uh, they drop the ball and keep Luke Kennard on the bench? Yes. Should they? No. Luke Kennard should be in there starting a lot. I know. That dude is pretty freaking good. I, I, don't, I don't get it unless you just want scoring off the bench. But then he's playing, and he, and he plays the last starter minutes. So, I mean, I guess that's fine. But right now, their starting lineup is a bunch of G-leaguers. Their backups are a bunch of G-leaguers. You know, Bruce Bond, John Maker has been such a disappointment. I'm a Bucks fan. I should know. He's been such a disappointment. It's, um, yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, the, the Pistons... I didn't realize this, that, uh, but the Pistons put me on another change. It, yeah. I, you know, maybe their their general manager is sitting over there like he's got a diabolical plan. Ooh, ooh I'm gonna have about fifty million to spend. Ooh, actually, it's probably closer to forty. I'm gonna have like forty-five million to spend or whatever. I'm like, yeah, no one's coming to Detroit. You know, I mean. Yeah, no one's coming to Detroit. But regardless, I, I really, I, there's rosters. I really can't wait to see if they do this roster. Obviously, there's gonna be so much turnover. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's gonna be so fun to watch. Um, for for like a, a roster geek like I am, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna enjoy. It. I'm gonna be watching their every move. I would not be surprised if they trade up in the draft, and one of their stars next year is a rookie. That's just. I mean, it's just what I think. So, so let, let's get off of let's get off of the Pistons and on to the Indiana Pacers. So the Indiana Pacers surprised everyone um, by playing good, only to get uh, basically dumped in the first round by the Miami Heat. So they are they're in a little bit of a predicament. They have a little bit of money saying uh, to spend, but not what. I would call difference money. So 
There's turn lineup. Malcolm Brogdon, Victor Oladipo, TJ Warren, who was the star of the bubble, Domitis Sabonis, and Miles Turner. So when Domitis Sabonis was drafted, I loved that kid. I loved him. I like this guy. He's a perfect, perfect five. He can step out. He can, he can play inside. He can rebound. Good post player, whatever. Well, he's now playing the four in Indiana, and Miles Turner is the five. Um, they got to do something there. They, they, one of them got to go. One of them got to go. Uh, I would move T.J. Warren up to the four and play him and then and basically play three wings. That's what I would do. I would move, you know. Malcolm Brogdon has shown that he is – I knew he was going to be good. I thought he should have been a first-round pick. Did I think he was going to be this good? No. Uh, did the Bucks miss him? Probably. So, I mean – very, very interesting. It's very, very interesting to to see how um, to, to see how uh, they handle Victory Oladipo because while he's saying he's not asking for a trade, there's a lot of indications saying he's asking for a trade. Not a not a hundred percent sure, but anyways, um, yeah. So I. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to figure you're gonna have to figure out uh, what to do with Oladipo here. Um, I think T.J. Warren is a um, secret steal. Uh, when Phoenix basically gave him away, I gave uh, Indiana the most A plus 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 of a trade you could get. I'm like, what in the hell? I understand that they're clearing room, but you just gave away T.J. Warren for basically nothing. Um, so stupid. Um, but there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be in the, in the market for a Sabonis or a Miles Turner. You know, uh, Houston, uh, Clippers, uh, Lakers. Um, you know, there's just, there's just going to be a bunch of teams, and um, and, and they got they got to do something. They got to split those two guys up. They're they're not compatible with each other. I guess is the word I would use. Um, I, I, I would run. If you were able, so they gotta make a decision on on their four or five spot. They gotta make a decision on Oladipo. My guess is they ultimately keep Oladipo. I don't think they're trading them. I don't think they want to trade them. I even if he wants to get traded, I think he might act like he don't want to. So I'm not 100 percent sure. Whatever, yada yada yada. But uh, Malcolm Brogdon has turned into be a steal. Um. So there, there's there's questions there. Um. They have Jeremy Lamb, who's a free agent. They have Shakar Sampson, who's a free agent. Elise Johnson, eh, a free agent. Um, you know, there is a thought that they could move Aaron Holiday into the starting lap if they if they move Oladipo and move Malcolm Brogdon to the two. Um, he did play the two with Milwaukee uh, with Eric Bledsoe. So, I mean, that, that's a possibility. Um so I guess this is another roster. I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see how they how they um, make their their new roster up. And, and there's rumors going around that that you know it's going to be a short off season. There's not going to be many trades. I call it bullshit. I th- they say that every year. Oh, there's not going to be many trades this year. Oh, the draft. Not there's not much chatter. There's not going to be any trades this year. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's just 15. You know what I'm saying? It's just. I think that, I think there's gonna be a shit ton of trades. I think you know, um, trades are gonna sign and they're gonna be like, oh, 
I gotta get rid of so and so now. And and then and then there's gone. You know, and I think there's gonna be like and every year, instead of making a free agent trade, a team will just make a, a, a you know, they'll just use free agency or trades to help their teams for free agents, you know? There's no free agents. Oh shoot. I'll go out I'll go out and get so and so. I'll just give them this. You know? It happens every year. So I, I'm not I'm not I'm not worried about this trade. Um, whenever they open up this trade window, I am not too concerned about it. I think the NBA, I think there will be a ton of trades. So, um, yeah, so let's move on. We're going to move on to the last and final team for today. My beloved Milwaukee Bucks, the most disappointing team in the bubble. They played like shit in those eight games. They played like shit against Orlando and still won at five. Was it five or six? I think it was five. Uh, and then they, they they shit the bed against the Miami Heat. It wasn't like they lost in seven games. They got the butts kicked in five. I mean, they just, you know what, from the moment they shut down um, for the social injustice, um, and I'm not trying to get political here, so I, I don't I want to keep this out of here. It just they didn't seem like they wanted to be there. They just did not seem like they wanted to be there. Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, they just they just didn't seem like they wanted to be there. So I mean, <sighs> I am so I'm like like I I'm just dumbfounded. I'm like like they just did not act like they wanted to be there. They just not act like they wanted to be there. So um, all right, well let's let's go through their roster. Okay. Eric Bledsoe, Wes Matthews, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Brooke Lopez. That is their starting five. Um, Matthews has a player option. Uh, he might pick that player option out. It's a small one, but I don't know. Uh, with the money situation this year, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a hot commodity. He might just pick that up. Um, I know they're going to try to upgrade the two. Um, they need they, they they want to upgrade it too. They need wing depth. I, I I put down in my notes point guard question mark because I, I think they're going to try to trade Eric Bledsoe. I think that their like Bledsoe is going to be their um, they're going he's going to be their scapegoat. They're going to say that 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 point guard help you know I think so. Um, I think he's going to be their scapegoat. They're going to try to upgrade that position. There's been rumors of Chris Paul. Stuff like that. Um, they have, um, you know, so their starting lineup may come back. It might be, you know, I, I think they're going to try to. Uh, Wesley Matthews may, you could may see him move to the bench if he returns. Uh, they do have a lot of free agents Sterling Brown, Pat Connington, Kyle Korver. Um, Brooke Lopez has a small player option. I think he'll, I think he'll keep his player option to stay with his brother Brooke. Uh, for a couple reasons. Um, one, I don't think he's going to get that much money. I mean, he's probably going to get similar. Um, and two, I think he wants. I, I think he likes. I think he likes playing in Milwaukee and with the Bucks. Uh, you know. And and I think that you're going to see that um, he probably picks his player option up. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I, I'm just like dumbfounded with how bad this team was. I mean, like, 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 like bad in, in, in the bubble. Like they just didn't want to. Like, like they were awful. And and it's almost like they all, almost like they they tried against Orlando because they didn't want to be 
beaten by an eight seed, but then Miami came in and just waxed the floor with them. It's just it's 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 so frustrating. It, it, it's so frustrating uh, as a Bucks fan, um, watching and 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 then listening to the bullshit, you know, and and whatever. So, um, anyways, uh, so we've gone through the Atlantic and we've gone through the Central. Um, I personally hope that free agency gets going here shortly. I hope that well, I should say I hope the trade window opens per, uh, shortly. We know the draft is uh, penciled in, quote unquote, on November 18th. That gives us just over a month um, to figure that out. Um, free agency is supposed to start December 1st, I think. So we got to wait a little bit, which kind of sucks. We usually used to wait two weeks after the finals end. Now we're going to wait like a month and a half. So, yeah, I'm a little frustrated. Uh, my favorite thing is the uh, is for agency and, and the draft. So it sounds like the draft is going to be November 18th. So um, I'll just give you a quick synopsis. I'm going to do the Southeast and Southwest divisions um, probably Monday. Um and I might do the Pacific and the Northwest on Thursday of next week. And then I'll start getting into some draft stuff. And then I'll start getting into, if any trades happen, I'll probably do emergency podcasts to break down trades because that's what I do. I break down trades. And I um, don't mean to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty good at breaking down trades. And I'm pretty good at figuring out how a player is going to fit in with a team. So, but anyways... Uh, please subscribe to the Maximum Hoops Podcast. I am on Anchor for now. Uh, I think you can find me on iHeartRadio and some others. Um, this is just an outlet for me to have some fun, talk shit, talk basketball. Um, I know I'm getting some uh, followers, and I know I'm getting some uh, listeners, and, and I'm really happy about it. So with that said, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We are going to, um, like I said, hopefully do two next week. Then start my draft stuff, and then hopefully the following week after that, I will, yeah, following week after that, I will do my first mock draft. So, all right. Um, uh, have a good weekend. I'm probably going to be back on here um, Monday or so, Monday or Tuesday probably. So, all right. We'll talk to you then.